Welcome to Alternative Dog Moms Podcast. I'm Kimberly Gautier, the creator of Keep the Tail Wagging. For the past nine years, I've been blogging about raw feeding, pet wellness, and life as a crazy dog mom. I've seen massive improvements in my dog's health since I started raising my dogs naturally, and I'm passionate about sharing my experience to help other pet parents. I'm Erin Scott. For the past nine years, I've been researching and learning everything I can about healing cancer, allergies, autoimmune, and mystery illnesses in both my dogs and myself. And I can't wait to share with you everything I've learned on this journey. As the Alternative Dog Moms, we're bringing you all the latest dog health news that we're following and sharing the tips, tricks, and resources we learn along the way. Now, let's get started. Hello, Kimberly. Hello, Erin. How's it going? It's going over here, man. This dog's wearing me out. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's been a year now that we've had Bella. And I should say that it's more like it's been a year since we decided to keep her. We've had her for, you know, since Thanksgiving. But um, I think it was about a year ago, about now, when we decided to go ahead and keep her. And uh, I do not envy you at all. <laughs> Bella is actually pretty tame and mellow, but we had an instance of poor behavior a couple of days ago where I let the dogs out. And usually before I open the door, I look because I can see the Centennial Trail and I look to see if anyone's walking on the trail. Because if anyone's walking, I wait until they're gone or I leash, I at least leash up Apollo. Um, Zoe won't go anywhere. She'll stay next to me and bark. Bella will follow Apollo and meet his energy. And she doesn't quite know how she's not the same as Apollo. Apollo's super friendly and just wants to be pet and hugged and loved. And she doesn't know what's going on. So she just gets really anxious because, you know, she's just too much is happening right now. But I made the mistake and did not look. And I opened the door and Apollo ran straight onto the trail to say hi to someone. And Bella followed him. And I went running after them, apologizing, would not say the words he's friendly, because <laughs> although I wanted to, but I just, you know, I just went and got him and I was just, I apologized profusely and um, the guy stopped so I can grab him. And I was just, I just kept just saying, I am so very sorry. He just likes to say hi to people. I should have paid attention. This will never happen again. I am so sorry. And went and um, took them inside. Apollo knew he was in trouble. <laughs> and took them back in the house and um, immediately picked up the phone. And instead of ordering a shot collar, which I will admit for two seconds, I was just like, damn it. (laughs) I, (laughs) I owned up to my culpability. This was all on me. And I ordered a 10 foot leash. Mm -hmm. A very sturdy tin because I have six foot leashes all day long, but I ordered a 10 foot leash. I have a 50 foot leash. That thing is a pain in the neck. Yeah. A total pain in the neck. So I got a 10 foot leash um, on Amazon and ordered that came the next day. And so going forward, when we go out onto the property, Apollo is now leashed. So he still has a little bit of freedom and can get away from me, but he just can't go far. And this just gives me more confidence and just helps me to keep control of him. And then I can let him off of the leash, but I have to just basically pay attention. So the first time that we tried it out, I noticed that my neighbors were home and they were out and about. So I noticed them before he did. And so I went and got him, put him on the leash and we just kept walking around the property. So much better than 
um, me taking out my frustration on my dog through um, a shot collar, which you know, I'm sure people hearing that are horrified. The that internet not- would never let you live it down. Exactly. That is not appropriate. But that is the reason why I do not use those type of training collars on my dogs is because my worry is um, potentially abusing them because out of frustration, especially with a dog like Apollo, who I don't believe he would respond well to one. I, I don't think he would feel it because he has a very thick coat. And so I don't think he would feel it. And I just, yeah, I just would not feel comfortable. I don't want to train my dog that way. No shade to anyone else who does. I just don't want to. So back to the drawing board with both of them. So how are you? (laughs) This girl's wearing me out. Let me tell you. (laughs) She is a much more intense dog than I think we've had before. And I feel like she's going to need to get into some kind of dog sports or training, you know, some kind of like way more, you know, active stuff than than we've done with our dogs in the past and it's probably a challenge that I needed you know like my husband keeps saying you don't always get the dog you want but you get the dog you need and you know so (laughs) that's a good one too we're we're trying to feel her out and you know she's also had a lot of instability in the last six eight months I mean I don't know what her life was like but I at least know from when she went in the shelter in June and I have they actually print out all the shelter records so I can see what happened there. And then she was in a foster home and, you know, so she's, she's been through a lot. So she's still getting settled in and learning our routine. Um, But she's so smart. She's going to be great. So she had her first visit to the vet and there's sort of a funny backstory that goes with how that came about. (laughs) Looking forward to it. (laughs) I sort of accidentally traumatized her. (laughs) So, you know, it was just one of those moments where you do something that you've always done with your past dogs, not realizing that this new dog has never experienced this before. So it had rained here. Well, it rained this past weekend, but the weekend before that, it had rained for like 48 hours straight. Like our backyard was completely flooded. And this girl has an intense prey drive, a crazy intense prey drive. She's right next to me, which everybody's probably hearing her collar. But uh, yeah, if she sees a squirrel man, she goes off like I have not seen before. And behind our shed was just crazy muddy. And so I, in fact, we were purposely taking her out on the leash for a while But, you know, it was like six in the morning and I was tired and had my fuzzy slippers on and I just (laughs) let her out. And man, if she didn't take off behind the shed and just come back completely covered in mud, just completely covered in mud. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't let her in the house like this. I get the towels because I'm going to wipe all the mud off with the towels. What Penny loved towels. Penny absolutely would run to you like, please dry me off. Like she it was like a little warm hug for her. This girl had apparently never seen towels before, <laughs> at least not in this kind of context. And so she was like completely terrified, took off around the house, you know, there's mud everywhere. And now she's completely terrified every time she sees a towel. 
But in the course of that, I realized I think part of the problem was she had like some sores on her feet. And so I had gone to wipe her feet. And I think that was what made her like startle and, you know, jump hurdle over me in my robe and leave mud paw prints all over the dining room. So then it became a thing of like, well, how am I going to get a hold of her feet without her freaking out? So we were trying with peanut butter and things and. So sure enough, she has like some red sores in between her toes. And I'm like, oh, God, not again, because that was something we had gone through with Penny. And so, you know, I immediately text the vet. And so she had her her first field trip with me to the office where she was a great office buddy all day. And she went to see the vet and she was surprisingly cooperative with having her feet examined and her ears examined and all that. And the feet actually there was just some pink in between her toes. She did have like one sore. It actually wasn't as bad as I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just going to keep an eye on it for now and do like some topical. We got some of the CBD dog health soothe. Uh, we're just doing some topical stuff right now. So it actually wasn't as bad as I thought. And we threw in some milk thistle. We're doing, you know, just a little bit of liver help with her right now. So right. First trip to the vet was a success, and now I need to untraumatize her from <laughs> towels. And so what I had to do is I just like took like three or four towels and have just laid them down all over the dining room, so that way she just walks all over the towels with her feet right now. <laughs> because I can't try to come at her with them. And so that was just a big reminder to Erin that you know you got to remember. This new dog in the house is probably hasn't experienced certain things before that to me seem so routine that we do in this house, you know. Yeah, I had a similar experience with Bella with a towel. And so we um I basically called Apollo over because he loves the towel. And because to to Apollo is another moment for him to get attention. Right. I think that's why Penny liked it. And so, you know, so she saw that and so and then we made the towel a game. So we, you know, we played with her and played with the towel and we just had to do it gently because we didn't want it to a point where she's ripping towels to shred. <laughs> Whereas, and you know, we're, and so now she, she understands. I pull the towel out and it's like, okay, come on. And so she comes running over and she knows that she's going to get pet. The problem we have now is when I'm drying Apollo off, I basically have to put her in another room sometimes because she's trying to get in there too. <laughs> she's like, I want to get some of this towel loving. And she's like in my face and I'm just cannot get her to settle down because she, she's my other dogs. When we get home after a walk and it doesn't even matter how long the walk is, it has to be a, it doesn't have to be super long, but it needs to be at least a mile and a mile is nothing, but it, it can't be like, you know, we're going to go outside for five minutes and come back in. And with a mile walk, it has to be like, we're stopping and sniffing. So that's why it's so short. But Apollo and Zoe, so Apollo's almost five, Zoe's 10 years old. They come into the house and, and they're, they're just chill. Whereas Bella is like, we just lit a fire under her. That was just the appetizer. That's nasty. Yeah. So she's bouncing off the walls. And so this spring, I'm going to look into going hiking with her. Uh, I'm not a big hiker, so but we have so many type of hiking trails for all levels where I live. So I'm going to reach out to friends and see who wants to go for a hike. And I know a, a girlfriend of mine, Jana, 
and I, we took them for, oh, it wasn't a hike. It was a long walk uh, last year. And she has her, her sweet dog, Dally. And we walked for a while and man, they were absolutely zonked. The only problem is that a lot of the walk was on gravel. And afterwards, I didn't realize how sensitive my dog's paws are Um, because, you know, they they walk on concrete, but they don't really walk on a whole lot of gravel. So for about a week and there's gravel down to the dog yard, Apollo wouldn't come down to the dog yard or if he did walk really gingerly. And I felt so sad for him. So it's not it's just the path, this gravel. I just next time I'll have to encourage him to walk in the grass part or walk in the grass part with him. But definitely with Bella, I'm going to have to uh, curb all that excess energy with, you know, doing going hiking because I think that she would do she would do really well on it because unlike Apollo, you know, Apollo would be he's great when no no one else is around Um, or I should say when no strangers are around. Mm. The second he sees someone, he wants to go say hi and he just does not understand why that's not okay And people don't help. Not that I want them to abuse my dog, but he's so sweet that people just, they're like, Oh my God. I mean, I've even had, I he made a woman cry once where she had just lost her dog and he Aww. ran out to the trail to say hi. And I was just like apologizing profusely once again, this was a year ago and like, yeah, it doesn't matter when, but she started crying because she had just recently lost her dog and so she was missing her dog and he just sat there with her. And I was just like, well, if you don't mind, I'll just stand here with you. And so she just sat on the ground with him and he soaked up all the love, just Aww. all the love. And then she got up and went on her way. But she was just like, I was like, wow, you're like a kissing booth. <laughs> <laughs> so he wouldn't be able to go on a walk or I would have to have him on a leash. But with um, like Zoe, Bella is very good off leash when it's just she and I, or she, uh, just us girls when Apollo's not around. She's very good off leash. And so I think that she would do really well on um, a nice hike. And I think it would help to build her confidence too. doesn't seem like Nessie needs a confidence boost. Yeah, I think she's fairly confident. But I do think um, some of her, our vet actually thought that because sometimes she's like a bit much. <laughs> like I, I was calling her a tornado of love, you know, because like you sit on the ground or something with her. And I mean, you, she just wants to smother you with with kisses. And and my vet was actually wondering if some of that is almost like an anxiety, like energy kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, of like, you know, I, I said if she was a person, if you anybody who knows psychology, I would say that she has an anxious attachment style where they're like, you know, please don't leave me. Please, please stay with me. You know, and with we, with this baby gate that we have that kind of is dividing our house in half right now, it's like, if I have to, you know, go to the bathroom and I go on the other side of the gate, she just like waits by the gate for you the whole time, you know, like, are you coming back yet? Uh, you know, so she, she wants to be with people. She wants love. She wants attention. She's very sweet, but she's a lot. <laughs> oh, I she's going to be such a, a good dog. I mean, she's yeah. just, she's so smart. So I think I, we had talked about, I had posted a video of her doing one of the dog puzzles where you like oh, yeah. hide treats in them. So I had gotten kind of like the easier one. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll get like the, the next level up one. And so it has, I'll have to get a video of it because she, this all happened so fast. I didn't even break the phone out. 
So it has this like tray and you as the person pull the tray out and like put a bunch of treats in the bottom and then you slide the tray back in and there's like these squares and they're supposed to like nose the squares all around. So I put it down for her. She immediately just like steps on it with her paw, uses her mouth to pull the whole tray out of the bottom. <laughs> just <laughs> eat all the treats out of the tray. <laughs> and I was like, this dog is too smart for her own good. <laughs> Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG, and we're the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. Oh my god. So did she watch you put it together? I don't even think so. I like I thought she was like I thought I she was in the other room, but I, maybe she did. I don't know. Either way, like she had it figured out like problem solving. 3.2 seconds, yeah. <laughs> that is so amazing. Yeah, that is so amazing. Oh, and just you know, so I took her to work yesterday and I had ordered a dog bed from Amazon and just had it shipped right to my office so she'd have some place to hang out. And instead of just hanging out in the dog bed, it's like she wants to hang out under my desk at my feet the whole time. And, you know, anytime I move, it's like, where are we going? You know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like can't cage it like Penny and you know, they would just kind of chill and hang out in the dog bed. I always have like a space heater on at this time of year, you know, like can't you be cozy up over there? It's like, no, I must be at your feet at all times, you know? <laughs> that but is so sweet. I she's very that. sweet. She just, that she's is very sweet. sweet. I love that. I know. I'm just, I, yeah. Dogs are amazing. I know. I know. She's, she's probably a lot of what, a lot of the energy that we need right now, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. So... So, yay, it's almost Christmas. Um, are you ready for it? Almost. Uh, almost. I think I'm waiting for, like, one more thing from Amazon just for my friend's son. And we don't usually get together, like, on Christmas. So, uh, you know, we'll get together sometime that week or something. But, yeah, I think, you know, Tim and I don't don't really exchange Christmas gifts. Mm-hmm. We just would rather, like, do something for the house or, you know, just do something like that. Um, and his birthday was just a couple weeks, well, just like a week ago. And so, you know, I got him, you know, he good birthday stuff. So Poor Tim, he has, <laughs> he gets cheated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he always did. He always did. But my family always does it separately. And then we just for ourselves decided, like, instead of us just like spending money on each other, we'd rather just do something for the house or whatever. So, yeah, no, that makes sense. We don't really um, do gifts for each other. I mean, we, we always say that we're not going to, and this is my fault because I'll be out shopping for other people and I'll see something. Yeah. And I'll be like, Oh, Johan can do this. And so what I do is instead of doing like an extravagant gift, I'll get him gifts with purpose, you know? So like one year, one thing that drives me crazy is that he will, I, I love very hardy flashlights and he will borrow my flashlight and it just disappears. <laughs> and it's, and it's not even like he is not like he put it somewhere. No, it's gone. 
he can't, he doesn't know where it is. I started with what black ones and I was like, well, it's black. So maybe he just can't find it. So I'll buy red ones. And of course, these are the the $25 flashlights. <laughs> and it was just like year after year, I'm just sort of like getting angry because I'm like got to the point where I'm putting my name on my flashlight. Like, you know, I'm just that petty. And I'm just like, this is my flashlight. Please stop it. I, you know, because I would use them at, you know, in, in this time of year to clean up the yard because when I was working in the office, I got home at night. So I had to go out with a headlamp and a flashlight to pick up poop in the yard because I'm, I just cannot let it just sit there. It's just, I don't want my dogs running in and out, uh, running out around in a yard with poop, tons of poop in it. Anyway, especially with that many dogs, it adds yeah. up quick. It's just like, you know, it's like, even though I've never noticed my dogs tracking poop, I just think poop particles are everywhere. And it's just not, it's just not healthy. So, um, so every time a flashlight went, um, missing, I would just get so angry. So I went to Costco. That's where I do all my shopping. I'll be going tomorrow to do this year's shopping. And there was a packet of two flashlights, uh, full-size flashlights for, I don't remember how much it was, but it was a great, it was Duracell flashlights, great price. Um, the only downside is that instead of taking the big D batteries, which I have a gazillion of them because of my love of flashlights, it took 1 million double A batteries. Oh my God. That's so, so annoying. I know. It's like, I mean, that's great and all, but only do that if we no longer are, have access to D batteries, please. Yeah. Because this is very expensive. I'm basically yeah. buying a Costco pack of double A batteries to keep these flashlights going. Yeah. So anyway, that I got him that, you know, I, I, you know, I think recently for his birthday, I got him like a, a rain suit where it's an all yellow rain suit. And um, so practical things, but then he feels bad because he didn't buy me anything and he runs <laughs> off and he buys me something really nice. And I mean, it's not like super like, Oh my gosh, it's, it's, but it's nice. And I, then I feel bad because it's like, well, I just bought you, you know, functional gifts and you bought <laughs> me this really nice necklace. Um, so this year I have decided I am not going to buy him any functional gifts. And if I, do it anyway. I'm not going to wrap it and I'm going to give it to him the day after Christmas so that he doesn't feel obligated because I really, I, I don't need anything. I mean, I like stuff, but I'd rather just, I'd rather have the laundry room finished <laughs> for when he started in 2020, but the bathroom's finished almost. We still need to, we're going to get a new toilet. And we need to put shades over the windows, but it's almost done. So I'm, I'm yeah, actually- like we really need new, um, we have like those Roman shades at a couple places. Like we really need new ones of those because they've been up for like 20 years and they're funky. Them. And we, I don't know if we could show, see if I can show the window. Oh, oh, it's so clear that you can't really see it, but that are those, you know, I can't remember what they're called. Accordion shades. Yeah. I, I bought those at Lowe's. $50 per window. Thankfully, the windows in this room are standard size, so I can just buy them, buy the shades off the, didn't have to have them shape, you know, cut down to size. Right. Super easy to install. And they are so nice because they're, they're opaque. So it does let light in, but it provides privacy. The yeah. only thing that I wish um, I would have done, but I'm not going to change that is I like the shades that attach in the middle so you can lower them from the top and from the bottom. And oh, you can sort yeah. of like, yeah. 
in my, the first house that I bought, that's how the shades were. And that was really nice because you let tons of light into the house, but you still had a measure of privacy. Privacy, yeah. And so I, I would have loved that, but it's not really that crucial. We don't have shades on any of our other windows on this floor, on the main floor of our house, because we live in, we don't, we have one neighbor that can see into our house and technically they can't see into our house. They're far enough away that they, they can see that a light is on. Right. right. They can't see what's happening. So, um, and even with our proximity to the Centennial Trail, they, they can see that a light is on, but you know, and hopefully at this time of night, no one's walking down the Centennial Trail. That's creepy, (laughs) dangerous because there are animals out there too. So, but yeah, do you get the dog's gifts? Um, not really. <laughs> Sometimes we we have in the past. Um, I would always get Penny like a tutu or a scarf or something like that. You know, um, uh, you know, I gotta watch it with this one. I'm gonna need to get her like the super secure vehicle harness mm-hmm. because. Like if she saw a squirrel, I don't doubt that she would jump out of a moving oh car. Oh my god, that is my biggest fear with yeah. Apollo. And like Penny, I never ever had that fear. And so, you know, she would just have her head out the window and her scarf billowing, you know, <laughs> and people would just you know, think it was so funny. But yeah, this one uses everything as a hunting opportunity for squirrels. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna have to get super secure with with her yeah. little furry behind, let me tell you. <laughs> I just could not even imagine. So yeah, that's what that'll be like. Christmas present is like getting the expensive dog seatbelt harness, and you know. I know I um someone sent me this really nice. It's a lifetime leash and collar and harness from a company called Atlas Pet Company, and I am loving it so much. the The leash is one of those where had I found it on my own, no way in heck would I have spent money on it. No way. But, you know, having, using it, oh my gosh, it's worth it because it's so strong and it's so great for the, the leash. What I love about the harness actually is that it's very lightweight. And I put the harness, I actually sent the guy, he said, what do you want? And I said, here are my dogs. And here's a little information about my dogs. Choose something accordingly. So he sent a harness for Zoe, because I said, you know, I walk her off leash, but I like to put a harness on her just in case someone comes and I could quickly attach a leash to it. And so he sent the the harness, which is super lightweight, very easy to put on. And it has this really cool magnetic clip. So it just snaps in and it stays. You have to pull a little string to get it to unclip. And she loves it. And so I love that harness for her. And, and it's actually a no pull harness, but since she doesn't pull, I... I have the clip the other way. So I love that for her. The um, The leash is made out of climbing rope. Mm, yeah. And so and so is the collar. It's a slip collar. And that's made out of climbing rope too. And those are really great. It's, and what's funny is that with Apollo, Apollo is a big, big puller. And I feel like when he feels like he can pull, he will pull. But with this leash, he doesn't pull as much. And... I I purchased a while ago um, one of those those ones. I don't know what you call them, but it's the leash that you attach to your waist. Oh, okay. 
Um, I bought one of those to see how he would do. And I was like, this is probably going to be a horrible idea. No, we walked totally normally. I was not once did he pull or anything. It was, and I don't know if it's because of me holding it that makes him, I don't know what it is, but those two things. So this new leash is really awesome. And then the collar, it's too big for Bella. So I can't put it on her her little tiny dainty neck, but it's excellent for um, Apollo. I, I did attach the leash to the collar and he did pretty well. I prefer his martingale, his wide, thick martingale collar. But um, it's because I'm not really used to the slip lead, but I'm going to give it a try a little longer to see how it does. So, yeah, I've been walking Nessie on a no pull harness that has like the double attachment. Um, like it attaches to the back and to the front of the harness. Mm-hmm. So that has been working pretty well. And having the double attachment leash has also come in handy because she is a crate Houdini. (laughs) So we learned that we have to, I take the leash basically and use that to double secure the crate being shut when we leave. Not that she did anything wrong when she bust out of the crate other than have a Nessie toy party where there was (laughs) toys everywhere. But it's just the, you know, the purpose of it is like, I love that you call it a, a Nessie toy party. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, she just runs around. If if you won't play with her right now, like she will just run around and throw things up in the air to herself. And we call it a Nessie party. <laughs> it's like, I don't need you. <laughs> but she definitely wants to play with people. And so I joke that, you know, I'm the food lady and my <laughs> husband is the toy man or the play man. And she just seems to think he's just like a giant chew toy for her. <laughs> oh, I love it. I, love I, it. I don't know if anybody has ever seen that movie, uh, wedding crashers. And there's the part at the, the wedding reception where Vince Vaughn is making the balloon animals and the kid comes up to him and is like, make me a bicycle clown. And so that's what we keep saying that Nessie's doing. Like, play with me, play man. <laughs> it's so awesome. <laughs> oh, it's, it's been, it's been a trip around here. <laughs> I bet. I bet. So, oh, and one more question. Where does she sleep? So at first we had her sleeping in the crate, but we did, after kind of our whole two-week shutdown period, I've been letting her out. Of, like, she, I don't make her go in the crate at night, but she, so she basically has been sleeping on the sofa. And so we're all in the bedroom behind the gate and she's out in the living room on the sofa mm-hmm. in all the pile of blankets and stuff. Um, she's like already got her own little spot. So she's Aww. been doing well there. So I, we haven't been making her get in the crate at night too. That is so sweet. I, I'm just loving it. So, yeah. And she's just so cute in the mornings. Cause I come out and get her first and literally like five minutes after I get out of bed, I'm in there feeding her breakfast you know i kind of come in and wake her up we have like our morning snuggles and belly rub time and you know and then like she'll pee and get her breakfast that's kind of been our new morning routine so (laughs) oh that's so sweet i love it i absolutely love it like uh, when i come out of the bathroom in the morning i just hear the thump 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 of her tail (laughs) like oh look here she comes you know (laughs) oh my god i love dogs (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god, that is so amazing. So now yeah, enough dog talk. <laughs> Never enough. <laughs> 30 minutes of dog talk. Um <laughs> so you sent me a link to a study that Rodney posted. And I want to make sure I have the right one up. No, that's not it. I accidentally closed it. But it is early life programming by diet can play a role in risk reduction of otitis in dogs. Right. So basically, kibble causes more dogs to have more ear infections. (laughs) Duh. (laughs) (laughs) But there's now there's science to prove it. Well, what I appreciated about the study, because, you know, I've learned this. It's funny because I was talking to a friend of mine about this last week, in fact, about how there's a, there's a study and I would read the study. I would read, you know, what are they trying to do? And then I would jump to the conclusion and then be like, well, you know, it's a scientific study. So there you go. I never really thought about, you know, what the population size was who the people behind the study, I didn't think about any of that until DCM happened Mm. because that's what people were always talking about. And I recently came across this day. I was actually researching. I don't even remember what I was researching. I think I was, oh, I was researching what the blood work of um, raw fed dogs versus kibble fed dogs. And during my Google search for information, I came across a study that compared raw fed dogs to kibble fed dogs to see which was healthier. And I was just like, huh. And this, I think it was a 2021 study. And I had, if I had heard about it, I didn't remember hearing about it. So I'm like, well, look at this. No one's talking about this. And so I opened it up and, you know, I didn't Google the people. Well, I did the last step I actually did was Google the people behind the study. And I, I couldn't find any shady information. No one was working for blue Buffalo that I noticed. <laughs> um, but what I noticed first was the 55 dogs included in the study and the fact that only healthy dogs were in the study. And when you read it, it seems, it seems as if, okay, well, we checked to make sure all the dogs were healthy and, and then, you know, we move forward. But as you read the study, you find that there were, I think two dogs that either had been on antibiotics or, or steroids or, were currently on antibiotics or, and steroids. And so they removed them from the study. And so this made me wonder if they limited the study to only healthy dogs, because yeah, you can easily say that because the conclusion was that it doesn't matter whether you feed kibble or raw, the improvement in health, you know, the health isn't, is negligible. You know, one isn't necessarily healthier than the other, but if you're starting with a base of of 55 healthy dogs. No, of course you're not going to. And it was kind of 50-50. I think it was 28 raw fed, 27 kibble fed or vice versa. Um, Of course you're going to say one isn't better than the other. What I would have loved to have seen was like the microbiome of all of the Mm. dogs, you know, Um, but, you know, but also these dogs hadn't been on their prospective diets for more than two years. So it was like one to two years that they were eating whatever diet that they were eating. So to me, that wasn't long enough for anything to happen. But well, going back, long story short, what I liked about the study that you sent me the link to was that it was over 3,600 dogs. And this was, I think, over a nine-year period that they were looking at these dogs. And so to me, that is a study. I think 
The only critique I can imagine is location, because some people will say, you know, well, that's a different country. So we have to take into account um, what those dogs are exposed to, what the ingredients are exposed to, every, you know, this and that. Yeah, I can understand that maybe, but I still don't think it takes away from highly processed food versus fresh food and um, how they impact a dog's system. What I particularly liked about the study was that it was showing from two to six months was particularly when it mattered about what the puppies ate and when they and whether they developed ear infections later in life. I can tell you from the clinics that I do here in Baltimore, where we do these free veterinary clinics, and of course, it's primarily you know, conventional medicine based, and Mm -hmm. we will see the same dogs over and over and over again. Every time we see them, they have ear infections. And, you know, in my head, I'm screaming like, it's the food, it's the food, (laughs) you know, and, you know, (laughs) there's nothing I can really do about that. We just keep treating these ear infections over and over again. And, you know, in my mind, sometimes I'm just beating my head against a wall. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's interesting to me because, um, I've been just kind of thinking about what am I going to do? What am I going to do in 2024? Like, am I going to still write about raw feeding? Am I going to expand? But one thing, I mean, it's so funny because so much comes back to both Rodrigo and then Bobby the world oldest living dog. You know, <laughs> 2023 was just, I learned so much and I just, I feel like I finally started asking the right questions. And um, another thing, I don't know if this was in that study or the other study that you sent to me. Uh, no, was it? Yeah, it was the other study, the one about one third of dogs have behavior issues. Yeah. And where it talked about dogs that were raised on dirt, like they were exposed to dirt, how they had fewer, lower anxiety, fewer behavioral issues, you know, dogs that lived on land and or a farm versus dogs that lived in an apartment. And basically, it felt like there was a lot that was attributed to just plenty of fresh air and getting those paws exposed to the to the ground, the actual ground that contributed to the dog's behavior and um, energy and all, you know, health and all of that. And that was one of the things that just stood out to me from when I spoke to the veterinarian in Portugal about Bobby. And that was another thing that Rodney brought up at the federal summit was one of the common denominators of all of the oldest living dogs was that they slept outside, you know, they ate outside, you know, and they were always outside. They did got lots lots of exercise. And that, you know, as a pet owner in America is just hard. Like there's no way in hell I'm letting my dog live outside. No judgment to other people who do, but it's just that they're my pets. They sleep with me. But seeing that um, and basically hearing that from two sources, especially one who lives in Portugal and is was familiar with Bobby and their family, it really just pushed in the importance of, of having that exposure 
being outside, you know, and I really like the fact that that was brought up in that second study. And not only does it, is it correlating with a dog's, you know, health and longevity, but in their behavior as well, it's just, it's pretty encouraging. So I'm just really curious about, um, not just raw feeding anymore. I'm curious about for those dogs out there that eat kibble and are living these long, healthy lives. Why? And what is it? I mean, is it just a matter of DNA? Cause it, you know, or genetics, it could be, but is it like my friends who all feed kibble and my friends all live on land, you know, at least 15, you know, 10, 15 acres and their dogs are all over. They basically let them out in the morning it's like kids come home when the lights come on, you know, and they're out there running around. They're exposed to chickens and ducks and pigs and cows and wildlife. And um, they're laying around outside. They have dog beds or they're just laying in the grass, you know, in this in the spring and summer and stuff. They're just outside. And I think that that is such a key to their longevity. And also they do add fresh food to the bowl, but not with purpose. They just do it because it's like, oh, well, we have extra blank. And so give it to the dogs. And so the dogs are always eating um, something, you know, extra that the people have been eating. So it's just, you know, I'm now going forward, just want to know more. I want to know more about, so I find it interesting going back to the ear infections is setting up that microbiome in that puppy stage, you know, um, when, gosh, I'm talking a lot, but I always do. When we had Bella and we were still, you know, quote unquote, fostering her, (laughs) you know, quote unquote, unquote, fostering her, um, uh, I felt bad about not wanting to feed her kibble because I was like, she's probably going to go to a house where they're going to be feeding her kibble. And I called my friend Krista, who owns Vibrant Canine in California. And she said, no, 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 feed her raw. Because even if she does go to feed kibble or eat kibble, um, you'll be setting up her microbiome and that, that, you know, that is going to be just invaluable. And at the time, you know, I was like, oh, okay. And I was mostly like, good, I don't have to change what I'm doing. (laughs) Yay. Um, But now again, looking at that study that you shared with me and seeing the power of doing something like that, how important it is to get our the puppies started off right is really cool. I love that. And I love that. I just love the fact that there were so many dogs. It's like 3,064 dogs. Yeah. There's some kind of study. I think, is that the one that's like in Finland? Yes. Um, It's like they, a longitudinal study, you know, of, yeah, of over 3,000 dogs and dog owners. And so they just like examine all the different data to like see what trends come out of that. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's important to just explore. I mean, I think that's one thing that I don't see enough of is people asking questions. I see people asking some questions and those are the people that I'm most attracted to as far as who I want to follow. But I don't, I see so many people willing to just accept the status quo, accept what people are talking about you know, like for instance, you know, don't vaccinate, you know, and, but my whole thing is, okay, I can understand why people would encourage people not to vaccinate, but I also want to know what are the risks of the various diseases that we're vaccinating against? What are the risk levels around the country? 
And also what percentage of dogs have a, a reaction, like a very severe reaction? And were there any um, pre-existing conditions that could be attributed to that reaction? And I just want to learn more about what's going on to have a better understanding that would help me make a better choice for my dog if I had that information as well. Or like doing an alternative schedule where instead of doing like a four in one, five in one combo mm-hmm. vaccine, like you're just vaccinating just for parvo with just that at this time. Yeah. And like at another time, I will just vaccinate for just distemper, you know, like yeah. I, I would want, I think, to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if if I had, you know, again, she's, you know, from the shelter. And when I look at the barrage of things that happened to her in a short period of time, you know, I'm just like, oh, God. And, you know, you don't have any control. But yeah, if I was ever in a situation where I did get to make those kinds of decisions, I like to think that, the, you know, that that's how, how I would yeah. go. There's, you know, and I remember, I think this was like a year ago when, I I think I posted something about Apollo having his vaccines updated. I don't know when it was, but um, I posted something about it. And uh, I know it was earlier this year. And someone, a veterinarian, jumped into the discussion. I'm not sure if she was a veterinarian or vet student, but regardless, jumped into the discussion. And one thing that she said was, and all of these supplements that protect dogs or help a dog detox and all, none of that works. There's no science to say that that works. And I was just sort of like, but do you have science to say it doesn't work? Because I know for myself, um, granted, I don't, there's, I haven't gotten the vaccine in, in a while since, you know, 2020. Um, so but I know that for myself, well, you know, just going back to not necessarily vaccines, but I know that if I got really sick, so probably several weeks ago, I have no idea why, but I got extremely sick for about 24 hours. I was so sick. And then for about three days after that, I could not eat. Um, and I knew that I had to fix my gut microbiome. I, I just had to. And I had to do it slowly. I couldn't be, do this huge, like, here's some big infusion of bacteria. Here you go, gut. And so I did it. And I did it slowly over a week. And slowly my body adjusted and I started feeling well. And I started eating better. What did and, you do for yourself? Well, actually, I didn't have any probiotics at home. And I was too sick to go to the store and like start searching for them. And I just, I've learned that buying supplements on Amazon is hit or miss. I'll buy it if someone recommends it. And they're like, this is the one that I got type of thing, but I won't just buy it willy nilly because I'm terrified that it's something fake. So (laughs) I um, used Full Bucket, which is my dog supplement. It's uh, it's actually the first supplement that worked consistently for Rodrigo years ago. I love it. And I always have a container of it on hand in our house. And I remember speaking to the people behind Full Bucket that it is something that humans can take. And, you know, they were like, yeah, a couple of the employees take it too. And so what I started doing was I would make a smoothie, a fruit smoothie, and I would add a little bit of spirulina and chlorella because I thought that that would help my body with a, a natural detox. 
um, I would do a protein powder that's, you know, like one of those fancy natural protein powders and it has its own probiotics in it. Um, and then I would add like, not even like a quarter of a scoop, a full bucket into that as well. And I feel like I put something else in there, but I don't remember. I think that was it. And I would just grind that up and I would sip on that all day. And I did that for probably three days straight. And then after that, I was doing it like every other day just to help. And I could tell when it was working because my stomach didn't hurt when I ate. Cause like it was, I had a point where I could not eat anything without just my stomach just saying, what are you doing? Mm. I mean, it was just awful where I would just regret eating. I, you know, I was like at a point where I was just going to have broth because that was all I can manage. But uh, that really helped. And the, the difference between then and now has been astounding. You know, better sleep, more energy, more focus. Oh, and also I did um, uh, real mushrooms. Oh, okay. So I did their five defenders and they have another one. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. It's not cordyceps. I can't remember what it's called, but there's tremella is what it was. Tremella. I did the, cause I, and I just basically cracked those into there as well. And now I'm still taking that in capsule form. I'm still taking those on a daily basis. And because the real mushrooms or functional mushrooms are really good for gut health as well. Yeah. And so I still take, I added those to my, my, um, little pill pocket, little pill case. And so I take those on a daily basis too. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I have to give a shout out, by the way, to Visbiome uh, probiotics, which you can get on Amazon. That is what my vet had suggested I put Nessie on. Mm -hmm. And I only ordered one container of them. They are not cheap. Um, but oh my gosh, it came shipped in a whole big thing with all the like ice packs and everything, you know, to keep it all. I mean, it was like this giant box for like one container of probiotics. And they actually have like a almost like a sensor sticker on them. And mm -hmm. it says like, if this sticker turns red, do not use these and oh, we wow. will replace them. And so, you know, mine's green because they kept it at the appropriate temperature the whole time. And so I just, I really thought that that was a great system. And it's something you can get on Amazon if you like to be, you know, convenience oriented. Mm -hmm. Very nice. I like that. That sounds really good. Yeah. So, yeah. So I figure that, you know, although I can understand why people, you know, outside of, you know, the holistic community don't have a lot of faith and the products that we use, I, I feel like it's not that it doesn't work. It's that there hasn't been a long-term study with a huge population to show that it works for many things, maybe even for most things. I mean, not, I think with traditional Chinese medicine, I feel like there's plenty of science behind right. a lot of this stuff. In and 5,000 years of. Exactly. But with like homeopathy, for example, there is, it's just not something that you can throw science at. I, I tried it like, you know, um, a year ago, a year ago today, I don't know if it was today, but a year ago at some point in time, um, I had a very large misunderstanding on Facebook as I um, sought to defend a veterinarian against another veterinarian's uh, defamation is, I'll just put it out there. I felt like she was, you know, 
It was interesting. I got an email this morning from someone who was attacking my comments on that video. And I think maybe they went back and reread my comments because they deleted their comment. (laughs) Um, So I thought that was funny. I remember going through the person's, Dr. M, Dr. M's video point by point of all the things that she claimed that there was no proof or, you know, she gave them. And, and I provided links to studies, everything to show, hey, here's this, here's this. And I remember her saying, well, it's easy to find bloggers who will support this. And it's like, no, 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 you know, these aren't bloggers. You know that these are scientific studies. You see the links. But um, the one thing I wasn't able to provide definitive support for was homeopathy. Um, everywhere that I went was, it was like, you know, while there is anecdotal evidence, while there are people who believe that what they're doing is the reason for a dog's or human's improvement, they aren't able to replicate it. So it just comes across as, you know, the word, um, when they give someone the fake medicine. Placebo effect. Placebo. Yeah. There is a placebo effect. And so I feel like, Mm-hmm. there's been decades of a placebo effect. I think we can switch over to anecdotal now. Um, so just because we don't have the study behind it doesn't mean that it doesn't work. It doesn't mean that maybe it does work. So people aren't necessarily going to feel comfortable jumping on the bandwagon. I mean, I can get that, but I think it's, it's interesting enough for me to ask more questions. And so I hope to, you know, in 2024, I hope to see more people asking questions and it having it not turn into um, like people getting offended. It's like you're not being questioned. It's not that people don't believe you. It's that there are more questions to ask and we want to know, you know, same thing with um, what is it called? Titer testing. Like I love the idea of titer testing. I understand that there are ways you can do it more affordably, but if your state, (laughs) I love, oh oh my God, I love her. I love her so much. (laughs) She's a tornado of love. She is so cute. (laughs) So for those of you guys who cannot see us, which is everyone, Nessie just crawled into Aaron's lap and gave her tons of kisses, kissed the microphone as well, because she is just, oh my God, she's so sweet. Just that big old face. (laughs) And I feel like she's doing this. Thank you for playing with me. I know you're busy right now, but I do appreciate the fact that you're playing with me at the same time. So I feel like, you know. Yes, I'm trying to hold on to the rope toy and can really just see, keep seeing me get dragged across. The I know she just keeps being dragged off to the side of the frame. And then she's leaning back, trying to say something in the mic. And it is quite entertaining. I am loving it so much. <laughs> and I'm so grateful that I don't have a dog that's that strong. <laughs> I mean, Apollo is very strong, but you know, it's like, thank God. Cause I don't think I can handle it. I'm a wussy. My chiropractor has definitely noticed (laughs) What have you been doing? (laughs) Well, you know, I keep meaning to make a social media post, which always ends up at the very bottom of my to-do list, I guess. But I wanted to talk about the things I've been doing, like to support 
Nessie's gut health and detox her now that we've gotten her. So like I started with the adored beast rebalancer for like the first couple of days that she was with us. And then we added in the ion biome and then I've been doing some milk thistle. So I think that's everything that we've done so far. In addition to just fresh food and fresh water and goat milk and things. Um, we're also doing Gussie's gut, you know, which mm-hmm. helps support everything. And one of like the next, once I, I was going to do two weeks of the milk thistle and then switch over to the Glacier Peak detox product mm-hmm. and like a week, you know, of that. And then just kind of see where we're at with how's her poops looking, how's her, you know, feet looking. Are we seeing any sores? Are we seeing any more redness, less redness? You know, how's her ears looking? Yeah. Um, I've just kind of been trying to get a baseline for like where we're at right now. See if she'll be any more tolerant with her feet. But uh, no, I kind of like went into this with like a plan in mind of like how I want to do this and then you know, test her biome and see where we're at and see if, you know, if she's in the right place or if we still have more work to do, you know. I love it. I love it. So I don't know that there's any particular scientific study that says to do all that, but that's kind of my my best working theory of of how to do things and then kind of test and see where we're at. Yeah. So far. Oh, so this is weird. So we're almost done, but this is weird. And I posted about this last night and I've gotten some really great responses, but I was introduced to a new behavior in Bella. Oh yes. I saw this. Yes. So this was a week ago. Um, It was a Sunday, like middle of the night. She, and it was not middle of the night. It was late at night. And she, you know, I, and before, you know, before bed, I'm just sort of chilling out with the dogs and she was just shaking her head. And it was weird because it was like, it wasn't raining. She wasn't swimming. Why is she shaking her head? So I go and I look in her ears. They're perfectly clean and clear. I smell her ears. They smell like nothing. (laughs) Um, And I do the like massaging her ears and, and that seems to cause some relief. But then, you know, within a few minutes, she starts shaking her head again. And then she eventually settles down and goes to sleep. But I wake up at about 1.30 in the morning and she had an accident in the house. And so I didn't think, think of it. I was just like, oh, I guess she had to go. And maybe she tried to wake me up and I didn't hear her. I don't know. Cleaned it up um, and, you know, went about my night. Well, didn't put two and two together. The, I guess last night well yesterday yesterday evening she started shaking her head again and you know she and it was funny because she had a toy in her mouth and at first I thought she was shaking the toy but no she was shaking her ears and she's doing it in front of me she looks at me and then she starts shaking her ears like crazy Hmm. and I slowly I take the toy away to see is this some weird new game with the toy or but no she's still shaking her ears And I thought about the last time. And what's interesting is that usually if a dog has to really go, the first thing is you notice is um, gas. Like, oh, you have gas. You need to go outside. But they don't usually always do anything. (laughs) Sometimes it's just gas. But there was just no other signs. Um, And I don't know if she's used the bathroom or not because I just let my dogs go outside and whatever they do outside, they do. And they come back inside. I don't know if they actually did anything. So I just suddenly remembered the last time and was just like, 
you want to go potty? And she perked up, ran to the door. I opened the door. She runs outside. She comes back inside. She doesn't shake her head once after that. She's done. And so I wondered, is there some, like, is something wrong with my dog? Or is this some type of behavior thing? And I heard back from a lot of people that how their dog does these weird things to get their attention to do something. Yeah. And so I was just like, that is really interesting. I'm curious to know, I've never noticed her shaking her head before, but I'm curious to know, um, one person said there could have been some type of like internally where she has to go and the signal hits her head and it just makes her ears feel funny. So she starts shaking her head and that's what's happening, which to me seems like, (laughs) even though I have no idea what that means, and I did try to Google it and watch videos about the um, nervous system and how it works. It somehow makes sense. The vagus nerve. Yeah, exactly. And um, it somehow makes sense other than a behavior that she discovered because none of the other dogs do this. Yeah. I was just wondering like somehow like she accidentally, that that behavior was accidentally reinforced. And so now, you know, that's her signal. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny, like with Penny, I don't think she had any particular thing that she did. She would just go sit by the door. You know, she would just be like, sit by the back door. But Nino, I will tell you, Nino is so annoying. <laughs> like when he wants to go outside and sometimes he just wants to go outside because he thinks he'll get a treat when he comes back in. So you never really know if it's like a legit outside or if it's just he's trying to like work the system. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know, like if I ex- like fall asleep on the sofa or something, like he will come and wake me up, and he's just like keeps, you know, bashing his head, like you know, sticking his head in my face, or he'll like run his body like up and down the side of the sofa, and you know, he just starts getting like so annoying until you're like, what, dude? And then he just like goes and runs, like come on, <laughs> like, look back, like are you coming? And, you know, like he he really does try to communicate when he like needs something. And I knew this girl gets very whiny, but sometimes she's just whiny because she wants attention. Mm-hmm. But there's been two times where she got whiny and then she ended up having a pee, a pee incident. Mm-hmm. And I don't even want to call it an accident because she was trying to tell me and I just didn't know. Right. So now I try to make sure that anytime she whines, even if I just think she's doing it for attention, we just go outside. <laughs> yeah. 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 Apollo goes to the door. Or, you know, because they basically go through the laundry room out to the garage, out to their yard. And he just goes to the laundry room. And I then I hear him um, whimpering. Zoe will come and she'll just look at me and wait. And I'll be like, stand up. And then she's like, she sort of like does this little dance where, good job, Kimberly. You figured it out. And then. That's um, what I, always gets so like. <laughs> <laughs> good job. Good communication. And so, so this was really new to me. And now I'm just really curious about other things that she'll discover or other ways that she'll communicate with me. That's just completely different than any other dog I've had. And it just makes me want to pay more attention to her to see what she does. So, yeah. Yeah. I always think like Nino is like one of the most communicative dogs 
that we've had of like just trying to let you know like what he needs mm-hmm. whether it's like when he doesn't feel good when it's his stomach it doesn't feel good like i know that something's wrong like when he needs to go outside like i know that he needs to go outside and he's hungry or it's dinner time and i'm running late i know that i'm running late you know like he he's definitely like the most communicative dog and he just looks so freaking happy when you like understand (laughs) what he's trying to tell you and he's like yes like it's always like you can see him like yes (laughs) figured it out good job it's it's very (laughs) funny like how but yeah that's such an interesting one i yeah it's like is that a is that a physiological response Mm -hmm. somehow or is that just like some kind of behavior that like has gotten reinforced that now she associates those things that's so interesting because you know because it's the ears i wasn't sure is there an allergy system allergy going on i did clean up the dog yard um and there is no diarrhea so she just had to go poo and um, she's been, she's on beef this week and I know that she's been doing well on, on the beef on the, on the brand that I get. She does very well on it. So, um, uh, yeah, I have no idea. I'm still going to talk to, um, the vet They um, Apollo has an appointment coming up. So I'm going to talk to the vet about maybe, you know, drag Bella along with me and have them just do a peek in her ears. Um, because, but I don't think there's anything wrong with her ear. She's not scratching her ear. She doesn't shake her head in Like she hasn't sh- shaken her head once since this happened. And same thing with the other time. It was a week later that she did it again. And so it's, you know, it was funny cause it was a Sunday night the first time. And this time it was a Monday afternoon, Monday evening that she did it a second time a week later. So, and she, was she, has, she, did she change? I don't think she, no, she was on, she was on um, Turkey the first time and she was on beef now. And I took her off the Turkey because she actually wasn't doing well. Um, it was a Turkey commercial brand. And we could probably talk about this next time. I am going to stop feeding commercial raw. Like completely. Yeah. I'm going to switch over to, um, I pr- I'll probably do some commercial here and there, you know, like solutions but I'm decided to really dial back on commercial raw because of the cost and because it's so hard to figure like because I don't control the ingredients, there's like sometimes something in the food that one of the dogs doesn't do well on. And then I'm ended up trying to juggle foods for all, all three dogs. And it's just when I know that my little recipe they all do well on. I just right, right, right. find it's easier to just stick with that. And then, um, you know, I have a, you know, I, I just have a soft spot for solutions. And so it's nice to have on hand. And then, you know, there's a couple other local brands that I like to have for, you know, if I forget to thaw or someone else is feeding the dogs, it's nice to have that on hand. But I think I'm going to switch over to primarily DIY. Yay. Yay me. <laughs> New Year's resolution, huh? I know. We'll see how long this lasts. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it was wonderful chatting with you. Always, always a pleasure. <laughs> Until next time. Bye, guys. Bye.